0: You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. The Flames were oh so close to knocking off Wake Forest this past Saturday. They fall by a single point, 37-36. We'll break down the game, talk about that two-point conversion call at the end of regulation. Was it the right call? Was it the right play? And discuss the growth and maturity of quarterback Caden Salford. That's all coming up now on the Flame Central Podcast, powered by Alcova Mortgage. All right, about that time again, it's the Flame Central Podcast, powered by Alcova Mortgage. Howard, Joe Yock, Matt Warner, Emily Austin still gallivanting. Gallivanting around the Europe. world. We expect her to come back next week. We think we this shall see. a
1: big, bright smile. We shall see. She always brings that big, bright smile. smile. And it yeah. might be lights up a room. extra bright when she comes Just back. Lights Just lights up a room. Just because she's been gone for a couple
0: Absolutely. Of weeks. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's jump into this game. Liberty-Wake Forest. And, it, I mean, this was an all-timer. One-point loss, 37-36 for Liberty. Wow. Let's start the play everyone's talking about because this is the we're question. We're going right out of the gate? Th- that, we'll get, start there and yeah, work our way back. Okay. Everybody talking. Yeah. Uh, everyone you come across to about this game, the first thing they yeah. say is, well, what did you think of the two-point conversion? Yeah. What would you think of that? Liberty elects to go for two after scoring the touchdown yeah. with a minute 11 left in the fourth quarter. They could have tied it with the extra point. They elect to go for the win. They did. Joe, I know, first off, you – you were totally on board. Take me into yeah. what you thought of that call and yeah. the, the play call yeah. itself. I mean,
1: I did take to Twitter regarding this, this you did. call. I, I you did. did you y- know, at Yachtalk. At Yacht Talk, Did take Twitter. But, no, I was completely on board. And, and the reason that I was completely on board was y- you got to 37-36 right. on sort of a crazy play. Yeah. That, that happened, right? Kind of, yeah, miraculous, it, it, miraculous play. Miraculous yeah. play that happened. And then, you know, you're on the road against Wake Forest. You're facing Sam Hartman. Uh, and you got a chance to, to win the game right there. So – yeah, can you kick the extra – could you kick the extra point and, you know, you see there's what, a minute 10 left? I yeah, a minute 11. That, yeah. minute 11 left. And, and, okay. Then he, he has the opportunity to drive down and they have the opportunity to kick field goal. Uh, or could you really put the pressure on them? Yeah. go for two, and you don't have to face Sam Hartman in overtime. Yeah. And uh, you have a chance to – you feel as if you have a play. I was going to coach i – I've got a play that, that they feel very confident it's going to work. And they said, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And, and and that's and that's Coach Freeze's style. Mm-hmm. you know. So everybody's got their styles, yeah. and he has an aggressive style. So I was I was 100% on board for it.
0: Yeah, I was on board with, with you on for two. I'm yeah. with you. You get that play, the tip off of Sneed looks like it was picked, ends up in the hands yeah. of DeMario Douglas. Which, by the way, how much did he just nonchalant that? I mean, just like easy. the announcers were even like, they yeah. didn't even know yeah. it was what caught happened? for a while. And he's yeah. just kind of just standing there all nonchalant with it. What a game for DeMario. So, yeah, so you're feeling like, well, we just caught a huge break. Yeah. Maybe this is our night. Let's go for it. Now, yeah. I'll say this. Typically, when you see a coach do this and go for two to try to get the win, it's not with a minute 11 left, right? It's usually yeah. like there's five seconds in the game, and it's, yeah. it ends here. Yeah. It's over here. Yeah. So what that decision did was not necessarily like, – I heard somebody say, like, oh, they decided to win it now. Well, you weren't really doing that. You yeah. were essentially saying, we're not going to go to overtime. Right. So you just took right. that off the table. Yeah. So there's still plenty of time. Wake had all their timeouts. They could have done something had sure. Liberty even made it. But you're just saying it ends in regulation. We're not going into overtime. It Which, by the way, another reason why I think this wasn't a terrible call that last scoring drive from Wake Forest, five plays, 71 yards to go up 37 30. And that was the first time really this season where I kind of looked at that Liberty defense and thought, they're running out of gas a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Are they like, because Wake Forest marched down pretty quickly there on that drive. So I don't mind it. The play call is where I get a little bit eh, you kind of go back and forth. And you said a coach feels like, hey, we got to play. And I saw people trying to say, oh, it was the perfect play call. He missed the read. And it was basically the same thing we saw against Troy. Troy,
1: 2018. And you have to – the thing that you have to understand as as a coach is you're expecting a certain look when you get down the two. Like, we really feel as if this can work. They hadn't run the play since probably since 2018, right? The old Philly special. One of your favorites, Matthew. That's right. One of your favorites. And – it just got a little bit – and I went back and I I didn't really get a good look at the replay yeah. from an overhead view, but somebody actually posted so you really could see closer what was going on. And the safety was to the side of Caden Salter, and he's the one that picked it up. Now, with that being said, where I you get a little, little dicey to me yeah. is the fact that I think it was Caden Salter or bust, mm-hmm. right, in that situation. 2018 – Troy did a good job of covering uh, – who was the quarterback? That was a Buckshot? Yeah. But I think it was Buckshot. Yeah. Did a good job of covering him. And then uh, DJ Stubbs, who threw the ball a lot. Right. And right? that's like the big difference for me. We used to, to joke about Right. We used to joke about I told how much him it, DJ Stubbs threw the ball. I told
0: him it. their pro day this past year, I was like, <laughs> you sure you don't want to throw <laughs> yeah, for these scouts yeah, exactly. while they're here? Yeah, Right?
1: So, yeah, DJ Stubbs, who made that throw, right? Well, he saw B.J. Farrow. Yeah on the crosser, on the second read, and was able to do it. He was He was used to throwing the That's football. That's the big thing for me. Yeah, and I think what happened with C.J. Yarbrough is he was coming, he, Caden Salter wasn't there, and he's not used to throwing the football. You right. can't blame C.J. Yarbrough. No, 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 no. Right, so he's like, oh, no, it's not there. Yeah. His eyes go down, and he's thinking, I just got to get in. Yeah. And I think it was Noah Frith that was coming across yeah, the or backside. Sneed went, or Snead, yeah, yeah. somebody, whoever it was that was coming across that. If you had a little bit more... Savvy to be able to look up and see that second read, yeah. but people blaming CJ Yarbrough no, for no, the no, second no. read. No, that, like, no, yeah, it was a hit or miss to Right, him.
0: And I saw those people being like, yeah. You missed the second read. I'm like, Hugh Freeze is trying to get his actual quarterback to find the second read. He's complaining about that, <laughs> good... much less a receiver that didn't play last year, hasn't thrown a pass in his collegiate career. And you're expecting him to be like, First read taken. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, that's yeah. not. I mean,
1: that's yeah. too much to ask. And, and that you look at the safety, he sees it. And I thought it was zoned. When I originally saw it, when I originally commented about it, I thought it was zone because but when you look at it, the outside receiver goes across and the man, he runs with yeah. him. What happened is they're playing man to the trip side. They had one guy here, Liberty had one guy here to the right side with the run of the play. They ran him off across the back of the end zone. Man, it was the safety on the back side. He figured out what was going yeah. on and he saw, oh, looky there. Here yeah. comes Mr. Salter trying to saunter his way yeah. out into the, and then he picked him up. And that's what, yeah, that's what Free said that. today.
0: He even said, like, that, that safety may have kind of just fell into he that. Fell in. he's like, he he's sort like, of he, fell yeah, into he, he You know, that wasn't necessarily yeah. the plan, but it ended up working out for them. But, yeah, tough way to end, certainly. You love the aggressiveness. Uh, it's just – that's a lot to ask of a receiver. Personally, I'm kind of more of the mindset, like, I want the ball in my best playmaker's hands to make a play in that situation, yeah. which, you know, Caden Salter gives you that run-pass option. Yeah. Uh, but – you know, whatever. Great, great effort. Yeah, great game. You're yeah, right I, there. You're knocking on yes, the door. But I'll say this: no doubt. No doubt. I was thinking about like, okay, that play that led that led the, the touchdown deflected into the hands of Demario. You know Douglas. what
1: Demario Douglas said when he caught that ball? What did he say? Too easy. Too easy. Yeah, he was just, just too easy.
0: If you find a way to win that game, <laughs> that is on the Mount Rushmore of Liberty all-time plays right you have like the the eric green catch against eastern michigan or whatever back in the day Love the the, coastal carolina field goal blocks to to win the conference and in the bowl game and then probably like uh the virginia tech kick barbeer probably and and, and then that and then that one to be because and we'd mentioned it last week like how important would a win over wake forest be the the buckshot baylor uh bootleg i know you i know you like it's one of my favorites i know it's, it's what, the perfect. What followed post. that season kind of made it less That's important as you want.
1: But he held the ball up. And that, like, was oh, nice. yeah, was, that was nice. Yeah, that was
0: nice. But but that win would have been, top, oh. top three win all time in program. Oh history, yeah, you think?
1: no doubt, no doubt. I mean, you got the Baylor one was like, wow, Liberty is on the scene. Sure. Right. This one, you look at it and you're when you re, you're it, here. It, it you're wasn't. A, it wasn't a wow. It's underdog Liberty right. really trying to pull one out. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like that. It you was toe-to-toe. like. The, the, our athletes are, are with your athletes. Our coaching staffs with your coaching yeah. staff. These are two really good football. You, you heard Wake's. Could you yeah, he said basically inter-
0: that was, that's an HCC the, team we played. Yes, yeah, yeah. like
1: like like these are really these are really good football teams playing football against each other. Like this is now this program's got depth. It's got talent. Mm-hmm. It's got a coaching staff. It's got all the things that that you have to put together to have a have a big time program. Yeah.
0: All right. So going back through this game, just some things that stood out. Number one. You saw Liberty take an approach very similar to what they did against Virginia Tech a couple of years ago uh-huh. in the tempo that they played yes. from the get-go. Yep. And I remember watching that Tech game and thinking the same thing: like, whoa, they're all just standing around, yep. letting that play clock bleed down to five yeah, at, down. from the first quarter. Yep. And I think that was incredibly smart by Freeze. you yep. have seen him do that a couple of times now to try to limit the amount of possessions, especially get against a you know potent offense like Wake yep. Forest, and that helped keep them in in yeah. the ball game. I agree. Going against maybe what is his nature. It shows yep. just the maturity, certainly yep. on him as he's gotten older in the coaching ranks, where it's less about speed, tempo, and it's like, yep. all right, we'll slow it down and we'll we'll yep. help our defense out, limit possessions.
1: Yeah, quality possessions. Yeah. No doubt. like that.
0: The other thing, as good as the defense played in this game, and they played great, they gave up a couple of short field scores that kind of you know mess with the stats a little bit. They did it without Javon Scrubs. That that's the most. If you were to take a poll, we discussed that. Who's beforehand. the most important player yes. on this de- defense? Yeah it would be him. Yeah. Not just talent, but leadership, getting yeah. guys lined up right. Just the veteran, the savviness that he has, and he wasn't out there which makes the performance even more impressive, I
1: think. I mean, if you go into the if you go into the Liberty podcast uh, archives yeah. and you watch the first one with Jack Curtis, right. that answers your question yeah. right there. You know, uh wasn't really a question, it was a statement and it's right. Is that, you know, what I that that to me, when I found out, I think yeah. we texted yeah. back and forth about when Javon Scruggs wasn't playing. That was a game changer mm-hmm. to me. I was like, "Man, this is gonna. You're facing a team, the truth, the first team that you've really faced that they is gonna throw it. the yeah. football with a quality NFL quarterback and quality receivers. Mm-hmm. Like you need, you need the general back there. Yeah. And for uh, for Liberty to step up defensively and play as well as they did defensively without him is a testimony to the players and, yeah. and to the coaching staff.
0: Well, and Coach Freeze said today, you know, they had to move Quentin Reese to play a little bit more yeah. high safety. He's like, he hasn't really played there much no, at all. No. He's like, there were a couple of mistakes that were a little bit costly, but he also played probably his best game as a flame. Six tackles, an interception, yep. a tackle for a loss. Yep. So even when you're seeing guys have to move out of position, you see that the talent they have on that side of the ball and, and on the defensive line. Remember we talked last week about that slow mesh and oh, give them problems. So mesh. Like, like, they he's. did not get much out of that. They, they did what you said they needed to. Attack. Pressure, attacking, yeah, push so up the middle. And another thing they did a few times, which I, I would love to ask, and I didn't get a chance to stick around and talk to Josh Aldridge about it, but they brought, like, whether it was a linebacker or a safety in late, and his whole thing was he just ran, jumped as high as he could, yeah. got his hands up, no thought of even getting to the quarterback. Just just, just to yep. try to, you know, yep. get a tip or just hide his, you know, his view of, of what's downfield. And I thought that was pretty clever as well.
1: Where where in the slow mesh that Liberty did a good job and understanding is is they attacked, they got good pressure from the outside. See, they were yeah. to get the edge pressure on, they were able to slip under and get to the slow mesh because once you commit the linebackers to that and he pulls the ball away, which they're trying to get you to do, then they can throw the ball over top of your heads. But what they did is they did a lot of nice slants, inside twists on them, and they're able to get to the slow mesh while it was still yeah. while it was still there. The only other team that I've really seen do that against Wake Forest is Clemson. I mm. went back and watched some Clemson yeah. film against Wake Forest and they were able to do it. But when they teams decide to like wait on it, yeah. that's when they get burned. Yeah and, and they attack liberty, it. liberty yeah. attacked it and they did a really good job. I mean, look yeah. at the rushing stuff. Well, I was just going to say,
0: yeah, yeah, 26 yards rush no, 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 is that right? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Uh 20, no, no, 43 yards rushing in the game. 0.8 yards per carry for great. Wake Forest. That that's an incredible job. When really you'd say the rush defense, like that's been an area where they've given up some big some big runs over the last couple that's of incredible. weeks. incredible. Yeah, they shut them down. Great so, job, D. Yeah. Great job. All right, all right great so, job. Also great job by the special teams. Yep. Take a look in the first half. You had two field goals made. Now, they ran they ran him out there for a couple of 50-plus yarders, which you don't really hold against him. And he had enough leg on yeah, at least one of on them, those, yeah. but just not able to get him through. You had the pump block, which was kind of a spark. Jerome Jolly oh. blocking it out of the back of the end zone. And then you had Shedro Lewis go down in the first quarter. He didn't really play after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And you got to see DeMario Douglas in kickoff return. Yeah. Here's the thing that every coach has to battle. There's almost not a time when you don't want DeMario Douglas on the field. <laughs> But you know you can't do it. it. You just can't do it because how explosive was he in the kickoff return game?
1: Yeah, I mean Demario Douglas, and once again, you Wake Forest talked about after the game. It's like three. Yeah, when when he's on the field. Yeah, I mean he is he is something special. And the other thing too, I think that Demario Douglas really does well is remember we talked about this last week. Like you start finding receivers that if you have a quarterback who's not going to sit back there and go, right. you, I'm running a dig route, I'm running a clear Backyard route, I'm football. running a curl route over here. It, it's guys that when that you run your routes and it all breaks down, guys that have a savvy, mm-hmm. they know where to be, they know the holes to find, they know how to get away from defenders, and then there's a connection with the quarterback. Yeah. The Caden Salter and Demario Douglas – They've got that connection, yeah.
0: and he's just so stinking quick.
1: And then once he gets the ball, you know, yeah. you got
0: to get him on the ground. Right, right. That's right. the other part
1: of it. That's no, no. yeah, that, R- that's going to be another big storyline moving forward yeah. between those two because I think they're really gonna they're really gonna connect well.
0: All right, today's press conference, I asked Hugh Freeze. We had those two series with Jonathan Bennett. I asked him, you know, what was the thought process there? Why did you elect to go to that? Bennett threw an interception first time, first series then Wake threw on right back very next play, yep. and then Liberty went three and out but was able to kick a field goal. And Freeze basically said he felt like Salter was just out of sorts a little bit. It was more so, hey, take a breath, yeah. chill for a minute, just settle in, and maybe you find something with Bennett in the meantime, and obviously that didn't happen. And I think honestly going forward now, you would probably say, unless Charlie Brewer comes back and something develops late in the season with yeah. him, this is Caden Salter's yeah, job. End of story. you got to go. End that. of story. you got to ride with him. And yeah. we saw the big mistake, which he avoided the previous week yeah. uh, with the fumble. They end up leading to the uh, the go-ahead touchdown yeah. for Wake Forest. But what you love after the fumble, yeah. there's no fear with this there's kid. No fear. He
1: comes right back out and He's drives him right no down the field. He's got no fear T-shirt on underneath those Yeah, yeah those were great, ones. they? <laughs> He's yeah. got no you, fear I bet t-shirt. you had a couple of no fear uh, T-shirts you in no your Oh, you're going to have a no fear closet. T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I bet you did. He's got no fear T-shirt. Right, 100%. 100% to that point, Yeah. There's, um you got yeah i agree with you you got to go with Kane Saul. the right. thing the thing that sort of i find a little bit amusing in a way yeah. is that coach freeze came out during the week yeah and basically said that you know some of the decision making he made i what word did he use sickened yeah yeah i think I, he used i think, think i'm not put, i'm yeah. not trying to put yeah. words in the man's it mouth. That but it was something to that but he's sickened. Yeah. and if this continues on basically yeah. he'll be his butt will be sitting beside me on the on, the, yeah. on the bench, right? And I think that tune's maybe changed yeah, a little bit now. I think now. it has to. And then, like, for you, I didn't know about that yeah. today's press conference. Like, well, no, you just need to take a breath. Right, right. So was it really? I mean, yeah. You need really sit down and, you, you know. Yeah. You know, but, it's
0: funny because yeah. Freeze said, and it's something we've talked about in here before, he said today, he's like, you know what, game planning can be really overrated is what he said. He said that today. And that's something you and I had talked about. Yeah, it's coming around. Like, as a coach, it's hard. This is your life. You're you're studying. You know so much. It's like Jack Curtis told us. It's not how much I know. It's how much I can get them to understand. Correct. And so, as a coach, you're trying so hard to do that. But sometimes, at the end of the day, it's who's the best athlete? Yeah. Who has the most talent? And when the game plan goes in the trash, either because they can't execute it or you get a different look defensively or whatever, and it's just... Backyard football, yeah. go make a play. You want your your best talent out there, and Caden Salter provides you
1: it. You know, here's the thing, and this is where you have to be careful, Yeah, is as a coach, if you go – and this is the balance. I think this is what, he, what Coach Freeze is trying to figure out. There's a balance, and the balance is this. I'm not going to throw out my fundamentals as coaching football right. and understanding reads and footwork – and arm placement and where my eyes go and pre snap I'm not going to throw – you can't throw that out the window, mm-hmm. okay, because the coaches that throw that out the window, they say, okay, just go do it, whatever, sooner or later that's going to catch up to yeah. you. So my whole point with Kane Salter is this, is that Coach Freeze, Coach Austin continue to work on every aspect of their game, the same way you tra- treated Malik Willis, uh, the same way you treated Buckshot, mm-hmm and you continue to work on them him being fundamental understanding reads understanding all that he's got to do week to week to week to week and he gets a little bit better yeah. a little bit better yet at the same time also communicating to him that listen we get it yeah right you're going to you're going to mess some things up you're not going to do it as a you know game plan yeah. deal what you're going to do is You're going to release out, you're going to scramble around, you're going to do a little backyard football, and you're going to make some plays, right? So go ahead and do it. We're okay with that because we're trying to win football games. But at the same time, we also have to understand that we got to continue to coach Mm -hmm. you. And you got to continue. They got to put pressure on him where it's like, you can't just be that. You have to continue to get better. And I think that's sort of like finally acknowledging that part with Coach Freeze. And
0: Freeze said today too, like, he's very coachable. He's like, yeah. everything you tell him, yes, sir, absolutely, I'll try to do that. Like, he's very coachable. He's not, not like some guys when you hear, like, oh, they're not picking stuff up. It's because, well, they don't think they need to. Yeah. It's like, it's not that. It's just, he's young. You yeah. know, he's trying to figure it out at this level. But, boy, it does help when he's got and, a legs and arm like that to kind of make up for maybe some, some yeah. a Mr. Reed here, but I'm going to make something happen
1: someplace else. And, you know, one, one other point, Matt, I yeah. think like, this is, and I heard him, Coach Free, say this. Like, is he spending enough time in the film room? Yeah. OK, this is another area where you have to be careful because it's like you he needs to spend time in the film. room. He needs to understand defenses. Right. Yeah. But all of a sudden you start overloading his mm-hmm. brain with all this different stuff. And you get I always like to use the analogy you get or the, the saying paralysis by analysis. Right. Right, and so you take a great athlete who can make plays and help you win football games, and by golly, he was in that film room for thirty hours this week, and yeah, he was yeah. trying to understand every defense. Well, then he gets in the game, and you start doing it like that, and you forget what you really are mm. and what really helps the team win. Yeah. So there may be something to be said, and I never, can't believe as a former coach you'd ever heard me say this, but there may be something to be said not but not spending so much time, yeah. In the yeah, room. yeah. Well, listen,
0: uh, we, he he's shown in two games this year. Uh, you can call it a clutch gene or whatever. Like, the, the moment doesn't get too yeah. bad against Southern Miss. Came in tough situation, led Liberty down, and up leading them to a win coming from behind. This game, same situation, yeah. kept coming back, and and really a big run that he had as well in this game, going back to uh, his long touchdown run. I think it was 43, 44 yards. We saw him do what you had talked about in yeah. the UAB game. His natural tendency is. Pressure, roll right. Right. Roll right. Even one time where he started left, it's like, yeah. eh, no, circle it back right. right. So that's something that you need to change up. Yeah. And even I feel like late in this game, a couple of times, Liberty had a design roll him out left, yeah. which yeah. is something they'll probably need yes. to do just to try to keep people honest yeah. a little bit. But that run up the middle Word is you talked yep. about, like, stepping right. up in the pocket. And and then, you know, not only do you have a lot of space, but yeah, you make one man miss there, and he almost broke a couple more and just did get tripped up by a D lineman. Like, that's yeah. where he
1: can really be dangerous. Yeah, I think I think what you'll start seeing more from Liberty is the quarter, maybe some more designed quarterback draws mm. because where these elusive quarterbacks are also very effective. It's natural, like you just said, it's yeah. natural to roll to to, to go horizontally, get mm-hmm. get to the outside and try to beat people. Well, you start playing some of these teams that have fast. Why is it natural? Because you're faster than everybody yeah. else. Yeah. When you're in high school, you're faster than everybody yeah. else. Then you get to you get to college and that changes where the the linebackers from UAB can run. Right. The linebackers from Wake Forest can run, the ones at BYU and Virginia Tech and Arkansas, all these all these schools are going to be able to run so you're not going to be able to get away with it. But where there is a lot of room is when you can coach, either through draws or stepping up in the pocket, yeah. is when you're making those moves as you're heading vertically. And I think we'll see a lot more of that from Kane Salt. Yeah.
0: Also, a uh, big game from Day-Day Hunter. A uh, little, hey, little, little under 100 yards uh, running the football for him. Some tough running. And remember, that was Ooh. without Shadra Lewis yeah. for the three quarters of that game. Yeah. So great to see him Really get that opportunity, 18 carries, 93 yards in a score. Great game. And you hope T.J. Green is back this week. Yep. I would wager bet he will be. There's no reason to rush him back in a game like Wake Forest. Get him in there against Akron. Yep. Get him some carries. Get him kind of knocking the rust off. And we'll see about Shedro. Uh, he said it's Shedro. too early to tell. Yeah. Ankle is what he said he injured in that game. So we'll see. But hopefully you get T.J. Green back to help out uh, in the run game. Uh, well, like I always say, Joe, it's a saying I've had for years. Just give it to me. It's a great saying. If you fail to plan, plan. You, plan to fail. you plan to fail, right? Say it all the time. Yeah. And the same can be true when you're looking <laughs> to buy a house. Am I right, Joe? You can, I mean, same, can be, same can be said. You're looking to buy a house. It's perfect. You don't have, you're not pre-approved oh, to yeah. get your well, home we're loan. Just on looking and, for houses. and all of a sudden you find the one and it's yeah. like, well, guess what? Somebody Sorry. else is more prepared than you were. Yeah. Tell the folks how you, Joe Yach, and Alcova Mortgage can help make sure people are ready when they yeah. find the house they want to get.
1: Yeah, we'll get you, we will get you pre-approved. So you can have that letter in your hand, and when you go out to shop for that yeah. for, shop for that home, look for that home. You find that home, you got a local lender right here. They'd be able to hand that letter to the listing agent, be able to take that and say, listen, this loan is ready to go. We're ready to move. How fast do you want to close? Yeah. Basically, is what we say to them. So yeah, Alcova Mortgage Local Company, um, uh, reasons called Alcova, start in Allegheny County, Virginia. There you go. Alcova, uh corporate headquarters based out of Roanoke, Virginia. So uh we uh we're 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 here to help people get into homes. So and, and very excited about and,
0: it. And and if as far as getting pre-approved, it's easy
1: and you even have too an easy. app for it. Like the Demario Douglas catch. Yeah. It's almost too easy. Almost too easy. Almost too easy. Yeah. We got a great app we can send you. You go on there, it uploads all brrr, all just your like, documents that's the just like that. Sound, brrr, yeah. All yeah. your documents uploaded and uh and we can have your uh, approval. In a GIF. In a GIF. So yep.
0: check out Joe Yock Alcova Mortgage. Do you have a number or a website? What, what would you? Where do you want to send people?
1: I, I would say uh, just the easiest way to do yep. it, honestly, I get my website. But just just Google, just Google my name. It'll be the first thing that comes up. Joe j a u c h What am I saying? Man. How long, long, been this How long are we been doing I don't know. That's embarrassing.
0: That's terrible. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. J A U C H. Google Joe Yock. The first thing I'll come up. Joe Yock, Kel, uh, Cova Mortgage. Click yeah. on there. Take it my website and. Uh, you're off. To for, taking care. You're He'll off. To all. Care. We
0: appreciate the folks at Alcova Mortgage for helping support the podcast. All right, let's move on now. Liberty, two and one. They now host Akron this week. The yeah. Zips. The Zips took one on the chin. Boy, they've taken a couple. They're one and two on the year. Their only win in the opener in overtime against St. Francis, which Liberty folks of a certain age, <laughs> you remember St. Francis, and it wasn't good memories. Uh, that was actually after that Baylor game, a few games yeah, later that in that well, season, as right. things kind of went spun out of control a little bit. Uh, so one and two when they went to overtime against St. Francis to win that game. In their last two games, the Zips have played Michigan State and on Saturday they played Tennessee. They've been outscored 115 to 6. 115 to 6. So things aren't going real well. They they've averaged 1.8 yards per carry on the season, uh, 51 yards per game. That's fourth worst in the country. So they've struggled running the ball. Their quarterback, DJ Irons, is pretty good. Moves around well, has a good arm, hasn't thrown an interception. They haven't given up 15 sacks though. So, cause for concern if you're, you're Akron that that Liberty D-line is going to get after you.
1: Yeah, and and the thing with Liberty is this is after an emotional game like yep. that, right? Then you go into a game right now that you, that you know you should win, and you're going to be a heavy favorite in, right? And if you want to get my my Liberty pep talk right now yep. is. If you want to be able to compete at the highest level and you want to be able to move forward and play these games that are coming down the road, then you can never take a step back. Yeah. You can never take a week off. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're not staying the same. So this is a game where emotionally Liberty has to regroup themselves, mm-hmm. get, have a great week of practice, and come out and execute even better than yep. what they did in the Wake Forest game. you got to continue to get better each and every week. There are no step back, no taking, no step back. you got to move forward, and you got to have a great game on Saturday.
0: Yeah, Akron's head coach, Joe Moorhead, in his first year, former Mississippi State head coach, has been an OC at Oregon, Penn State, really good play caller, uh, but he'll have his hands full with that Liberty defense. To your point, though, could you imagine? Like, if Liberty had you – you, we can do this. Players, coaches, staff, they can do it. If Liberty had pulled out that win against Wake – 7 and 0 heading into BYU was oh, on, was on the table. It was on the table. And then you're thinking depending on what BYU does, BYU took a they did they didn't play they so well. against Oregon. But that could have been a top 25 matchup and you think about could that could that have been even a game day type deal. You never it's know. You could have done it. But obviously you still have <laughs> 6 and 1 heading into that game out there and, and well, really Act state got a game day. They full. Oh, I yeah. got How a game that? day
1: without the game being on <laughs> national television.
0: That's great. Well, you know what? They got a lot of attention for that one finished though. Uh Incredible. Think about it though, the expectations for this season, how they've changed from midway through the first half against Southern Miss to right now, yeah, halftime, you know, third quarter against Southern Miss, yeah. to, right to right now, now. yeah, it goes from being like, man, are they going to win four so games it this great, year? Isn't it? To now, like they could be bowl eligible before they even hit that tough pull, stretch.
1: Pull up the uh, pull up the schedule real quick. Right. Yeah, see what we got here. So you, we right. know you got
0: you got Akron this week. Yeah, Akron. Okay. Then you go to Old Dominion, who they have not exactly oh. lit the world on fire. Yeah, but that's good. They lost that. a close one to UVA this past week. But, the yeah, Old Dominion, solid team.
1: Solid team. Uh, Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech. They did. Lost a close one to UVA. Yeah. That could be a good game. Yeah, could be a good But game. I
0: still like the Flames in that I game. I do, too. And then you come home. Or, no, no, no. Then you travel to one. UMass. By the way, uh, it's Pride Night for that game UMass announced. So, interesting uh, that they would do that.
1: Pride Night. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then you host Gardner-Webb. So, there you go. That's homecoming. Then is that's when the tough tough you know back half starts. So you potentially could be six and one if you if you You, take care of your business. But but
1: honestly, let's let me be. You'll be favored to be. Let's let's look at this. You got to get past Old Dominion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Those other ones. Yeah. You said Akron and then you had UMass and then and then Old Dominion before that. Garner Webb. That That was the other one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That that Old Dominion game is going to be a big debate. You win that game and that puts you at what after UMass six and one. So,
0: said, uh, so UMass and then Gardner Webb that would put you at so six. So that and
1: put nine. you at six and one
0: with BYU. Then coming then BYU's
1: here. coming to yeah. town and they'll probably have one loss too.
0: Yeah. So so then that sets up the back half where it's BYU. Then who your is? bye week. Then at Arkansas, which by the way, Arkansas showed some cracks this past week. They squeaked one out against Bobby Petrino and in, in Missouri State. Like they had to come back in the fourth quarter to win that game. Really? But the, I, I I think do. they're better than they they're better than they showed. But then you go at UConn home against Virginia Tech, which suddenly feels in play, does it
1: not? Oh, it's in play. <laughs> very much in it's play. It's more than in play. Yeah. So I that's, mean, I watched that Virginia Tech yeah. game against Wofford. I mean, and Wofford's awful. Yeah, Wofford's not very good. Yeah. And Virginia Tech's offense? And then it you, ain't Wake Forest. And then you close out with New Mexico State. So, all that
0: to say. It's it, going to be a fun it year. It could be a special year. It could be a really fun year. Will there be some ups and downs with the young quarterback? Absolutely. But I think the defense that they have, which that's... I saw Kyle DeArmond, former Flame, uh, coach and player saying he thinks this is the best defense Liberty has ever had in its I, I, history. I agree. Uh, that's going to give you a chance to maybe weather some of those Matt ups Warren, and downs. Matt Warren, Matt Yeah.
1: You go across the board. Darrell Johnson can play. Yep. Okay. Candy Charles can play. He's getting
0: better every week.
1: Trey Sean Clark can yeah. play. Yeah. Right. Those two inside Mike backers. Mike Smith. Those two inside and backers. And Ahmad
0: Walker. you got those guys all of this they, year and next. They can play. They're ballers. Yep. Chris
1: Manganson can play. Yep. Right. Rocket Raheem, Rocket Rahimi can that play. That guy is
0: looking to take your head off, and in the case of Southern Miss, unfortunately, he did, but it cut his night short. But, yes, he is a, he's a baller. Javon Treadwell can play. Yep, yep. Javon Scruggs can play. Yeah. They've got some, they've got some players on that he's side. He's got
1: depth. Yeah. You got, you it's fun. Watch. It's going to be a fun year.
0: All right, let's quickly go to our Flames Fantasy League update. Fantasy, oh, Flames
1: Fantasy Stadium. I was thinking about this. All
0: right, well, you're going to be thinking about it some more. Uh, what? Here's how it goes. So, Emily this week, she had Day-Day Hunter. Which obviously had a big game. We mentioned the 93 rushing yards, touchdown. He scored her just shy of 21 points, but then she didn't get much else. Traceyon Clark and Darrell Johnson, two and a half, three points apiece. So she has right now 103.8 points. Okay.
1: 103.8. Point eight,
0: yep. She had Sounds scored like a good just under 28. Station. Yeah, 28 points this week. Joe, you had a, obviously a huge day from Demario Douglas, 27.9. Right, he was much. the leading scorer on the week. Thank you very CJ much. C.J. Yarbrough got you a little bit. Uh, obviously, you had some guys that didn't do much. Steven Sting's eh. So, you had scored 35 points. So, you closed the don't gap on Emily.
1: Don't, don't even tell me where this is going
0: right You now. closed the gap on Emily. And so, you trail by 10 points right now Emily. You have 93.1. That's a good radio station. Right. Time. I had Shader Lewis, just the two points before he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Sneed, best game so far as a flame. 7.4 points for me. He had, I like, think, 58 yards receiving. A couple of receptions. Nice yeah, play. Caleb played good. Where I've made my money is on well, the defensive side. Mike Smith, Jr., Gave me 15 and a half, Ahmad Walker, 13 and a half. As yeah. those guys were just unbelievable. And then got nothing from Javian Lofton. So I scored 38 points. I just jumped to first place. I am a well, point ahead of Emily. And but still a lot. It's all out there for you, Joe. It's all out there. It's still. You know you what? I was gonna change. take
1: a shot at you right now, but I'm not gonna do it. You it's, know, it's what, my I, scoring, isn't it? You're, you know that's where people where no, you guys no, typically no, go. No, all right. No, I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put your uh I'm gonna put this go election in. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This election yeah. is not going to yeah. be yeah, I in a that. controversy, yeah. right? But where I respect your your yeah. fantasy football game is, your overall picks, we're getting we're getting big. Like I'm thinking, about right. like, tomorrow, is killing, he's getting points. But then again, consistency across the But board. You, you got guys right. like your overall yeah. team. You, you as a general manager, appreciate that. Is, is, it's, it's impressive. And that's why you've won a few leagues. Well, and that's why you're a manager of, of one of my love leagues. Of one of your fantasy yeah. teams where yeah, we're not we having as much it. success, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: All right, finally, bull predictions for this week. Last week, I took C.J. Yarborough 100 yards receiving the touchdown. Didn't get it. I what, did, what was yours?
1: I forgot to write it down. I think I went with DeMario Douglas in two touchdowns.
0: You went with that two weeks ago.
1: No, I think I went did with that. Did you double up? I never I can trust I, with th- you. Uh, all right. You know, I wanted Demario Douglas two touchdowns, and then he would catch uh, a pass at the end of the game to put them in a position to win the football game. That was my bold prediction. I don't think that was at <laughs> all accurate. Yeah, the, I think you said he would catch a deflected pass, deflected pass in the end zone. At the end, yeah. to give them a chance to go for two yeah. in order to win the game, and that and would, I took C. they J- would go for two and, and take a chance.
0: I took CJ Yarbrough to throw a two point conversion, <laughs> and unfortunately, didn't, didn't get it. All right, bold <laughs> predictions this week. What do you like against Akron?
1: Oh, what stands think, out to you? I think I think Day Day Hunter is going to go off. And I, I mean, my predictions are bold. I say, this is the easy one. I say Day Day Hunter rushes for over 200 yards. Over 200? Yeah, he's going to have a 200 yard day. Well, he may get a big the the opportunity. Correct. And, the t- and Chedro's a little banged up. Yeah. He's going to be the featured guy. Day Day runs hard, man. Oh, my he goodness. Runs he's a little hard. guy, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: He runs angry. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to go with. A 50-plus yard touchdown reception for Caleb Sneed. I think you started to see a little bit of that here in this last game. They're trying to throw yep. them. D-balls. I think you're going to see him hit one over the top here I like uh, here this week, and I, don't and know I think
1: if one is. I don't know if one is. We gotta get throw a touchdown in there too. Something's gonna be bold. Yeah, like one bomb's just like 200 yards. Rushing All right,
0: we'll to go. Bomb. We'll go uh, 75 yards receiving a 50-yard touchdown catch and, and one touchdown. Yeah, and a TD. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's right. Score. Right there. You go. That's bold. That's good. Yeah, that's All a right. good week. Right. Good week. All right. Cool. All right. So that'll do it for us this week. Uh, Emily will join us, we think, if she ever returns <sighs> to the continental U.S. Can we um, get her back
1: on American yeah, soil? Yeah,
0: she'll, she'll be back with us next week, and we'll see what that she's adds to the conversation. Yeah. She's be all and she's going to be
1: all happy and have a, yeah. have a glow to her yeah, and all that, right? that. And then we're going to... We're gonna have to, oh, uh, she's gonna be on fire. She's gonna be rested. I know. We're not know. gonna be able to get a word we'll in. We'll see if she We've shows have been talking up. the whole time. She's supposed
0: to work this Akron game here Saturday. Will she? Yeah. I mean, Will we'll see. I here. don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what she brings to the table. But appreciate it, Joe. Good job as always. The Flame Central Podcast. It's America's podcast. Power. Power by Alcova Mortgage. We'll see you next week.